From the Financial Times in London, I'm Lionel Barber and this is FT News. It's four weeks to go until Americans head to the polling booths to choose between either a Clinton or Trump presidency. With me to help us take stock of the US election campaign is the FT's chief US columnist and commentator, Ed Luce, who's taking a brief respite from Washington DC here in London. And Brooke Masters, the FT's company's editor and longtime observer of American politics. Ed, first the debate. What a scene. Uh, I mean, is this, how much longer can we go on with this kind of mudslinging and personal abuse? I think there's a lot more to come. I mean, of course, there's a third debate next week. Um, but if you look at what people around Trump are saying, they're saying, look, now, now the gloves are off. They thought the gloves were on until the second debate. Could have been fooling me. Um, could have been fooling everybody else. But now the gloves are really off, and there's a lot more um, where that came from. You know, we had these four women associated. It's about the tapes. I mean, first of all, yeah. the revelation of the sex tape in which he makes extremely lewd comments about women really shook the party shook his, his candidacy. Shook his candidacy, led to a, a big exodus. As now roughly a quarter of Republican senators have said they will not vote for Trump. Paul Ryan, the speaker, has been sort of humming and hawing. He said he's not going to campaign with him, he's not going to help him. Their focus now is save the House, because it could be such a wave that they lose control of capital. We'll, we'll come to the congressional races in a minute. But Brooke, again, you know American politics. You go back to the 80s when you were covering it at the Washington Post and before the FT. But how do you think the ordinary citizen will have responded to the tapes and these revelations about Donald Trump? I think there's two sets of responses. I think for people who didn't like him to begin with, it's just in some ways more of the same, a bit cruder. There is a middle group of people who actually were not, they weren't comfortable with the fact that he was a bit anti-immigrant, quite racist. But when it starts getting onto actually bragging about sexual assault, that hits in a way in that middle group, particularly the suburban women, the conser conservative evangelicals even, they are quite unhappy with that. And I think it speaks to people's deep concerns about the guy being completely out of control in a way that... His temperament, his, you know, his judgment... But what about yeah. the, the comment by one Trump supporter who said, well, look, it's no different from Jack Kennedy or Bill Clinton? I think true Trump supporters absolutely believe that, that he is breaking the rules and that's great. It's that middle group. Remember in the U.S., she doesn't need the 40% of America that's always going to vote for Trump. It's that middle 10 that now, really matters. We, the polls really moved in the wake of the debate. Trump said to have done rather well, at least, in landing some punches on Clinton. But the polls have moved. But these national polls, Ed don't necessarily tell the whole picture. No, I mean, it's the swing states, which of course is now an expanding number of states where this election will be um, decided and won. But Pennsylvania, the point, Ohio, Florida. All of those oh. were already in play. There's now talk of you know that map expanding because Trump's in trouble in, even in places like Arizona. But an 11-point lead, which is the latest Hillary lead in the polls post-debate, is something historically no nominee has ever been able to overcome within four weeks of a presidential election. There would be no precedent. Of course, this is an unprecedented election, so history may be of limited value, but an 11-point lead does suggest that states that weren't even in play a week ago 
could be in play. And Brooke, that really matters because of the House and Senate. Just tell us about that, because we tend to focus on just the presidency in the White House. Remember that a third of the Senate is up every year, and this year the Republicans are defending more seats. They currently control the Senate, but if there was a big anti-Republican wave, then they almost certainly would lose control of the Senate. And the House has been solidly Republican for years, but if it's really an 11-point lead and people aren't lying to the pollsters, then the House could also switch. And of course, in the U.S. with divided government, if both the House and Senate go to Democratic, Mrs. Clinton would have a much better chance of getting things done. Passing legislation, ending gridlock, and of course she's also got the Supreme Court nominations as well. Exactly, and the Supreme Court, the crucial thing for that is the Senate, because that's who votes. Now, Ed, she's way ahead at the moment, but what could go wrong for Hillary Clinton in the run-up? There are more WikiLeaks emails coming out. John Podesta, her campaign manager, has had his email account hacked. That and it's showed... important that the US government actually disclosed and said the Russians were behind the email hack. It's extraordinary. The US government has said Russia is interfering with its election and it's not front page news. I mean, this is just how all enveloping the Trump tapes have been. It's an extraordinary formal charge that they've made. But there's clearly a lot more material, whether it's directly from Russia or not, going via WikiLeaks, that shows Hillary in much the way that some of the Trump and Bernie Sanders people depict her as one voice in public and quite another reassuring Goldman Sachs voice in private. And that's that's damaging to her. I can't believe that it's going to be anywhere near damaging enough. If there's a health scare, mm -hmm. possibly if Hillary has another health scare, uh, collapses, there's some kind of dramatic event that calls into question her, her health or her husband's, perhaps that could switch things. But it would still take a lot for her to lose right. that lead. So quick question for both of you. One, does Hillary win? Two, any chance of Donald Trump dropping out? Ed? She wins an infinitesimally small chance that Trump will drop out. Brooke? I'm going to be boring. Completely agree. It looks like she's winning. He's just not going to quit at this point. Brooke Masters, Ed Luce, thank you so much. Thank you. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. Did you know the Capital Ideas podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin? Through the words and experiences of investment professionals, you'll discover who was their best mentor, what's a mistake they made that changed their approach, and how do they find their next great idea? Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc., 